Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Podcast One has new shows on our new app. Check out all the cool features to help you explore our exciting new programming, like America's Lakers podcast with Jay Moore, So Random with Corinne Olympios, Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast, Not Just Sports with Susie Schuster and Rich Eisen, and Sessions with Randy Jackson, as well as your old favorites like The Lady Gang, Steve Austin, Shaquille O'Neal, and Adam Carolla. Get the new Podcast One app in the App Store, Google Play, or PodcastOne.com. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, welcome to Starving for Attention. I'm Richard Blaze, and of course, I'm joined by Jasmine Blaze. Heather is on the other side of the glass. I shouldn't do my own sound effects. Um, Super excited. Phil Rosenthal. Yeah, it's a big one. Is coming in. Uh, Perhaps the most famous person we've had in studio. Arguably, yes. I mean, we have some big names that come in here, but uh, creator of Everybody Loves Raymond, has a new show now on Netflix, Somebody Feed Phil, had a PBS series, uh, as known as being sort of, you know, obsessed with just delicious food. He's an eater, you know. He's an eater, which is like, I always remember the one time someone told me that, especially food television, that it's not about cooking, it's about eating. Uh, hmm. And I think if you notice, like what, what shows really work, a lot of them are, are more focused about eating. So he's got this yeah. travel doc show. Right. And I'm just really curious. I've done episodes and segments in like digital work in the travel space, all pretty all domestic. But he's traveling international. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious to find out how challenging that is. Because right. like these shoot, shoots are probably... The logistics you know, of it. You know, yeah. a day or two in each city. Right. Uh, they can be pretty challenging. Um, plus, I want to find out if there's any similarity between like... You know the sitcom and comedy world, and like uh, travel doc reality. Okay, yeah, I hear so you. So it's going to be a lot of fun, don't you think? Yeah, I self admittedly am a little nervous because like this is someone who's just like a hit. He he, you know, he he created a hit. He yeah. created something that he's a comedy writer. I mean, you know, yes, uh, uh, definitely, and that's yeah. An ex-New Yorker. There's a lot of things yeah, lot that, of, like, for cool me, things. it's like this guy created a hit, you know, yeah. like total, total sensation. He's a hit maker. He's a hit maker. There you go. Right. Yeah. I also, listen, I have a couple, like, screenplay ideas and stuff that I want to run by him. How do you yeah. think I should approach? Do you think I should just after the podcast? Yeah. Um, just kind of like, hey, it's like, yeah. I got, hey, I got uh, one too. Remember that one I told you about the Kristen Wiig and the dog masseuse? Oh, you already casted your screenplay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you got it. Well, you didn't say Kristen Wiig was going to star I, in it. I said Kristen Wiig. That's okay. how I visualized it. Run this it. by our listeners real quick. Well, uh, it's all based on a car I saw that was uh, had a giant magnet on it for um, dog masseuse, like dog, dog massage. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can just see Kristen Wiig like pushing an old Tercel with that big old magnet on it and like lost in life, like unlucky in love yeah Rom-com. i got it you hear it yeah yeah, yeah. i like so it i like how you casted it i think that really put <laughs> actually i didn't hear the kristen wig part of it oh that was I like the clincher I mean, it is you gotta attach a star you know <laughs> it, it, it is and one of our favorite stars as well but guess what another star phil rosenthal he's walking in right now 
much for Oh my gosh, you're out of my life, Jasmine. Nice to see you. Oh my gosh. Do you wear those all the time? The hat? Yeah, it's a very. It's usually that chair, so. Then I do it. Thanks. Do I need this? You don't have. I don't think you have to. You know how this works. I can hear you. And we're just. We just let it rip. Like, we're we're going like as soon as you're ready to go. So, no open or anything. First of all, Phil Rosenthal. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so thank you so much. I mean, dare I say this? This is going to, uh, Jasmine, potentially um, get some people upset that have been on the podcast now for 30-something episodes. But, you, I mean, you're, you're, you're clearly the most famous person we've had in the studio. That's not true. I mean, and most I, – no, Arguably, I mean, yes. To me, at least. Yeah. And that – yeah, I just insulted all 35 of our yeah. previous guests. Rachel well, Ray's pretty famous. That's true. She hasn't <laughs> been on the podcast. And then I – you know, that's still I, – Phil, I still think it's – I think you're here. I mean, I, we love Rachel. Um, all right. Does that work for you? Yeah, fine. I can't cook. <laughs> I can't cook at all. Well, that's fine. That's yeah. good. The good thing is, I th- I think a lot of people feel like uh, they think this podcast is mostly about food and it's yeah. more about eating, right? Which mm-hmm. is something that that, that I'm an expert. You in. are an expert yeah, at that. That I can do. Um, because and, I mean, and, yeah. Besides being, I mean, uh, you're sort of a Hollywood elite, you're now like a food world elite. Like you've you've <laughs> you've changed sides almost. I do have a James Beard Award. That's right. See? A lot of big food people don't have that. that I don't I, have um, a James Beard. I have a nomination. That's it. Maybe you we need to start including one. that in the uh, the EGOT, right? Uh, James Beard could be the last Ooh, one. Oh, that's right. I like EGOT. Yeah. EGOT Jibu. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right. Um, well, that's kind of that's kind of a tremendous honor, right? That's I mean, cool. I thought the, so. I, I, for sure. I mean, I was like, I, you almost feel like you know, unless you paid your dues, unless you went to school, unless you chopped potatoes for for years and years and years, right? I, what did I do? Right. right. Um, that's an interesting thing, though. So, like, okay, so the James Beard Awards, they have sort of a, a, a separate day now that's for media and right. for basically for food television exactly. and authors. Thank you so much. Um, you, won, you won an award, so you're, you know, uh, clearly m- uh, more successful than I am in, even in the food world, which is amazing. <laughs> that, um, it hardly seems fair, what was, it? You know, what was the – it's true, true. What was the award for? For uh, – I'll have what Phil's having. That's right. Yeah. PBS so, show. Yeah. And, and, the, and it was for just best, best what? Um, best food show on location. So I okay. guess best food and travel show, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of amazing. That yeah. um, we, were, we were wondering. Obviously, you have a passion for fine food, right? I do. Uh, for any food. As long as it's delicious. It the, doesn't have to be fine, what we consider fine, right? right? That's kind of I'm the key right I'm just happy now. with a hot dog. That, you and I both. Yes. Just, just absolutely. And, and has, I, I do have to be honest that sort of I come from this, you know, I was brainwashed as a fine dining chef. And it took me a, a while, basically kids, um, to realize that just delicious food is delicious food. You got it. And to throw away the pretense. Um, and just, it could be a hot dog at Yankee Stadium, or you could be at a remote location or a, an amazing three Michelin but star But not restaurant. a hot dog at Dodger Stadium. No, you're not a fan. Those are no what my dogs. people call a Shonda. <laughs> okay. Right? You're going to have to break that down for us. Uh, a disgrace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> disgrace. Okay. A, a, it, those are not good. Okay. I'm sorry. I, listen. And I know people grew up with them, and we tend to love the memory right. of that whole experience and what that flavor brings. But I'm, I'm sorry. It's warm bologna. They're, it's no good. <laughs> it's limp. It's like, who warm likes bologna. this? There's a hot dog has to snap. Uh, this is a, this is a uh, crucial part of a hot dog. Right. Now, you know, where, you know where they're great? Let's talk for a second yeah, about please. hot dogs. Yes. Yeah. You've been to Copenhagen? Uh, I have embarrassingly not been to Copenhagen, but I'm familiar with Copenhagen. If you're a hot dog person. Yes. I'm telling you. That's the place to go? 
Now that's yep. you know what's re- I really love about that is yep. that you know in the fine dining world Copenhagen's so hot. That's right, right. right? So you have Noma and all of that's these. That's right. Super and all the and all the disciples of Noma. <laughs> exactly, and they're you know plating uh, icicle radishes, with a, <laughs> yes. uh, a, a little uh, you know uh, penguin tartare. They're probably not. They're probably not eating penguin. <laughs> no. But you say Copenhagen's a spot for hot dogs. I'm telling you, just the carts on the street. You, you, you're like every day you have to have one. That's a clutch really? tip yep. right there. Yep. Uh, and I'm glad. I'm also kind, I'm glad that farm. Uh, what is it? Farmer John's uh, are not a sponsor of the pod. So oh, well, they, they do. Do- I they think do that's the Dodger, Dodger dog. dog. I feel like that's a Dodger dog. Well, we don't have to slam them. No, no, it's we not don't have to slam them because it's, it's, I'm sure they make one with casing that's delicious sure, and right. grilled. But the, I'm sorry, that's it, just I'm from New York. Yeah, where you, you from? You and I both. New yes. York from Long Island. So the same stretch. I went to Hofstra. I grew up. Pretty much right next to Hofstra. So oh! Hempstead, New York. That's where I grew up. That's where I'm from. Uniondale and Hempstead. So, so check that out. Jeez. So then when you were – so then you're familiar with the Flying Dutchman. Yes. Not the Pride, <laughs> which is a big – right? This is a big <laughs> thing where like Hofstra, you know, from from uh, my, my, my talks about my youth is that Hofstra had to go from being the Flying Dutchman to the Pride. I always wanted to get – do you have any like um, memorabilia that Retro says Flying gear. Dutchman on it? As a matter of fact, uh, on Raymond, right? we never – he – he didn't really go to a college for very long, so I had I thought I'd promote Hofstra, and so there's some memorabilia you can see on the set oh, sometimes. Oh, that's, that's of, uh, yeah, of that's everybody amazing. loves Raymond. You could see him sometimes. He wears a shirt, sometimes yeah. it's a a mug or a refrigerator magnet, but it's there. We were we were oh, plugging the school. See, I love that Easter yeah. eggs Easter, like that. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, and I'm embarrassed that I didn't pick up on that stuff for nah. all, on all those years. And also, those shirts now that were on set are probably really expensive. If you can find one of those, if you the can, Flying Dutchman, right? No, no, the Flying Dutchman also from yeah. Everybody Loves Raymond. Like oh that, yes, now yes. you're talking about you know yes, uh, pretty expensive eBay material right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something happened to me in Hempstead. Uh oh, I grew up. <laughs> Wait, were you, were you mugged by a, a blonde kid hanging out? Oh, well, I, oh yeah, no. <laughs> was, were you a rough was, boy? It was, it was, it was one. It was one guy. time, and uh, it was it was no, there was no robbery involved. Oh, good, no, good. good. Yeah. I grew up in a house where both parents worked and food wasn't the priority. Sure. Right? And and the cuisine, I would say, was, was the genre was cheap. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I grew up without a lot of flavor. And there were flavors I never tasted. But when I went to school, I was suddenly a little more free. And and the, some freshmen, other fellow freshmen, and I went out to a perfectly crappy Italian restaurant in Hempstead. Uh-huh. And all we could afford was pasta and sauce. And I had pasta and sauce. And I went crazy. I, they were like, what, what are you so excited about? I'm like, this is delicious. They said, it, what? it's pasta and sauce. I said, no, 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 no. There's something in – there's a flavor. What are these little chopped up white bits in here? Oh, they man. said, what, garlic? I said, yes, <laughs> garlic. I never had garlic. Wow. I was okay. living like an animal. There you, I know. That's like a, that's an experience right there. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's going to take you out of body pretty much. And it's it like in The Wizard of Oz when she opens the door and suddenly the movie is in color. Right. That was like a thing. And that happened. You know, by yes. the way, when you say I have a story about Hempstead, no one's thinking that that's where that story is going. You, that's your culinary uh, right. dreams come true. Happen. Yeah, yeah. Mine kind of in the same way. There was, uh, um, there was, I mean, I don't even think it exists anymore, but there was, you know, the fast food restaurant Roy Rogers that mm-hmm. existed right, right near campus. Doesn't exist. I don't think it's there anymore. It's probably some Starbucks or something now. Um, <laughs> but like same thing, sort of humble roots. And I would remember yeah. going to this Roy Rogers and just they would have a fixings bar. I don't know if you've ever been to a Roy Rogers, but they I would remember have like it. a salad bar sort of situation. Fancy. And you could just kind of sneak in. Yeah. And if you didn't have any money, just just you know get some tomatoes and onions and make a nice little salad for yourself. Yeah. And just if it's busy enough, just kind of sneak out. Maybe maybe if you wanted. I'm not saying that I did that, but maybe 
How people dare I ran, you? ran with. Uh, You're under that. arrest. See? Nice. Roughneck. Where, yeah. where are you coming from today? Like, what was, uh, your, what was your morning like today? This morning, I went, I uh, did the Carson Daily Show. Oh. Nice. Filmed You're, that in, yep. uh, uh, all the way in the valley. Okay. And on the way here, I stopped because I had maybe a half hour. So the best lunch you can do in a half hour, I think, right. is sushi bar. Mm. Because you can be in and out in a sushi bar, and I know a great one. Are we oh, allowed to tout yeah, things? Of course, yes. Absolutely, 100. So, so in West Hollywood is Jinpachi. Okay. I've not been, but now everyone's going to go. Yeah. I recommend it. Now you've just uh, – <clears throat> I'm sure it's busy already. <laughs> now – I don't know if you know. It is. It's a, it's a world-class sushi bar. We have the best sushi, I think – uh, second to Tokyo, maybe? Right. Which, in Los yeah. Angeles. Which is, it's a pretty bold statement, but I would yeah. agree with that for Don't sure. Don't you think? I, I mean, think who else has better sushi? I, I, no one. I'm going to say certainly California, right? I mean, I guess someone could make the argument that it, it would extend from Los Angeles to San Francisco, and it's a, it's more of a California thing. But I think that that's okay to have a sort of... But LA, I mean, you, we could we could rattle off 20 places that are great. And then the the, the, the ones that aren't so expensive, you're like, you got a million of those, too. That's true. Where that's you can true. go for the, the $25 omakase, right. <laughs> you know, where you get 10 pieces and soup and thing in it, and the sushi's Really good quality, I think. Now, are you more? Are you the omakase sort of? Uh, yes, if a place is good, uh, because I like everything. Right. So I'll, I'll, whatever you got. And yeah, now, now omakase is just the chef does whatever they want. Chef's right? choice. Chef's choice. Yep. And it could, I mean, depending on the type of restaurant. I think traditionally omakases would take like two days. I think like if you go back through the history, yeah, I think it was for like the emperor or something like that, or for really? the emperor's court, mm-hmm. and that a true omakase like originally was like a two or three day. It was like a game of cricket. Basically, yeah. <laughs> right. which is kind of in, wow, kind that's of insane. intense. Yeah, yeah I, you're not going to lose respect for me if I just tell you that I like California rolls, right? Like I don't, I'm okay with the whatever you like. Okay, whatever tastes good to you. That's yeah. what it's about, right? Yeah, I guess. Why would you say? I mean, you led with a hot dog story, so I guess I right. shouldn't. I shouldn't feel that way. I'd rather, by the way, rather have a hot dog than than a big four hour French white tablecloth meal at this point in Ooh. my life. Yeah. I yes. have done that, right? I'm sure you've done. I'm sure I, you've cooked it. I have, but I, but, but I'm, we're on the same we're in the same frequency right it's here. It's like as yeah. you get older, your back right. hurts. It's yeah, enough you already. Sit it's you're long. sitting so long. It's too fancy. I like to dress like this. Yeah, picture well, me in a t-shirt and shorts. Also, though, right you're kind of like for the podcast, you're kind of dressed, <laughs> dressed up right up now. For us, That's because yeah. I just did TV. That's true. That's true. So That's I have true. a I do have a button down shirt on. I look very good today. You're very lucky. You look you great. Honestly, um, we did we did an event in the summer, uh, a Cancer Society event with uh, Fran Drescher. And I, that's I where was I there. Yeah, I, yes, I, yeah. That's where we and said I was, I was really nervous because I had, you know, a little bit of a script and I had a couple of jokes and yes. I knew you were like, you know, front row. Oh, you And it was like, my, my stuff kills yes. amongst chefs. Right. But that's my circuit. You know, so when I'm front of like a real, you know, comedic, creative genius, <laughs> oh, well. genius is at that, that sort of event. It was, it's, you know, it's nervous. You did great. Well, you I appreciate great. that. And Fran was great, too. She, she, well, and she's full of knowledge. I mean, she's really bright and, and articulate. She's wonderful. Insane. We're bringing her on. We had her lined up and something happened. She's going to yeah. come back. But she's uh, all about organic food. Like, yes. only exclu- like exclusively. Yeah. I remember that day, too, she was talking about just, like, really just organic everything. But where she's coming from is she knows that this the, – what foods are, are healthiest for – and even anti-cancer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right? Food, food, food is medicine. Food is right. save your life. And yeah. uh, you're yeah. – Jasmine, you're – that's that's something you believe yeah. in as well. And, uh, yeah, it could it – yeah. just eating it's, the right food. Yeah. Is, uh, I mean, a hot dog here and there doesn't hurt, but – that's you know, true. Balance. That's true. Was Carson there today? Because I did. Carson. No, you do that show, and he he yes. has the yeah. best gig in the world I because know. he shows up and does 
pretty much wraparounds. It's amazing. And then his producers have gone out. Like, I was in a bar today where they filmed me, and I was talking to the producer. Right, yeah. Who's so, just off camera, and then they'll roll that in to his show. Same thing. So we did Carson a couple months ago, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is kind of like yeah. I've never met Carson, and like I've seen him <laughs> at a golf tournament here or there, but I never really met him in person. I was like, this is going to be great. We're going we're gonna to get into it. And it's like, oh, no. it's uh, I mean, the producer is great. But then when you watch the show, yeah, Carson's kind of right there in the it's bar. Nice. It looks yep. like it is, and they just kind of drop it in. Yep. Um, so how long ago did you um, film Somebody Feed Phil? Let's see. This past year. Okay. Yeah. It, it was the time of my life. Really? Yeah, I really. Uh, well, then now, the time of your life, because, yeah. I mean, again, everybody loves Raymond. And that was also some, the time of my life. Okay. You can have two times of your life. I guess this is my second time. There you go. There <laughs> of you my go. life. Um, so obviously passionate about food. Yes. Um, and I then mean, you. Some would say it's a, a world's perfect job, right? I mean, traveling around to lo- exi- exciting locales. It sounds a little food. like a scam, right? It, it does. Maybe it really it is. does. Let us know that. It is. It is sort of a dream job. Yeah. But that being said, especially for our listeners, who it's you know mainly people who are in the food TV, sort of yes. interested in food TV. Yes. Um, I've done segments and episodes of sort of travel doc sort of stuff. Right. It's hard. It can be. Right? I mean, the schedule. What's, what's the schedule? What was the schedule like? Ten days each location. Wow. Well, I make sure because I did a kind of a, almost like a trial balloon of this thing. I, I, I did something for American Express years ago. I've had this dream of doing this show mm-hmm. for years and years and years, ever since uh, – we did an episode of Raymond where we went to Italy. Okay. And Raymond didn't want to go. Really? For In real life. <laughs> he right. did not okay. want right. to go. Right. Right. He wanted to go to the Jer- – I asked him where is he going on his hiatus and he right. said the Jersey Shore. And I said, what about Europe? He goes, uh. I said, you've never been to Europe? I, no, I'm not really interested in other cultures. <laughs> right. And that's when I thought, oh, we got to do that show. Nice. Where we send them over to Italy as, as him. Right, right, right. And send them back as me, someone excited about Italy, <laughs> someone excited about the food in Italy and travel in general. Wow. Okay. So we did that show, and I wrote that script of a guy, Raymond, not wanting to go to Italy with his family, just wanting to go to on basic vacation, and he goes against his will and gets woke. Yes. Okay. First of all, way to drop woke into this podcast. <laughs> you know, I'm that. very hip. Yes. yes. I'm very you hip. You are very hip. Thank you. And and uh, it happens over a slice of pizza on a corner in a little Italian village, and you see it. And suddenly, he gets it. Because if you love a food, you go to the source. That's right. If That's you right. like pizza, you go to Italy. If you like sushi, why don't you go to Japan? If you like a taco, why don't you go to Mexico City? Right. I, I feel like that's, right. that happens just general in with travel, right? With a yeah. lot of people, um, we're like, ah, I want to go. It's 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 a long flight. I got to get over there. It costs a lot of money. Whatever it is. But when you're coming back, you're coming back with an accent. You're coming <laughs> back with recipes. Yeah. You're coming back with a whole new appreciation. Hopefully, of the a world. spirit in life, right? A exactly. spirit, a spirit of like yeah. a, the the. I re- I remember when my first trip. When I was in my t- early 20s, I got to go to Europe. I had never been before. And I remember thinking, I got to remember how this feels, this joy of every day, the appreciation of every day. Right. And you bring a little of that back with you. It's- and suddenly there's a tree in your block. You go, that's a nice tree. I live in a good place, too. Right, right. <laughs> um, do you think any of that, like, uh, do you think there's like uh, a, a fear, sort of like a fish out of water yes. part of it, too, that sort of like yes. fills us with that joy when we're like done with the experience or in the middle of it? Yes, two thirds of Americans don't have a passport. Right? Wow! Is that wow. look at that stat? So that's not just yeah. money. That's fear based. Right. right. I'm afraid of the other. I'm afraid of the unknown. 
It's yeah. it's natural, I guess. Right. But it's even more natural to go. Exactly. And one of those <laughs> And once you go, you're so happy. Yeah. And one of the things I've, for all of us, the commonality that we all share is that we all eat, right? Which is kind That's of the great right. thing about our business is like, yeah. well, we're always going to have customers because everyone eats and everyone's pretty much hungry and we you gotta. we can share all of those experiences. Yeah. And so when we did that show with Raymond, I got the the light bulb went off because I saw what happened to the character that I wrote. Right. It was going to happen. We wrote it. <laughs> it happened to the person. I saw Ooh. it happen to him. Wow. I saw the light go on in his eyes. And that was the greatest feeling to turn a guy on in his 40s mm -hmm. to a, a whole new world. I'm going to sing now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Yeah, nice. and, and, and so I thought since then, that was the year 2000, I want to do that. I want to do this for other people. Hmm. And so that, wow. I've spent all this time. So – I did this thing for American Express. This is uh, you ask me how we do the show now. Right. I learned from what not to do, and what I mean is, American Express said when I pitched this to them, they had seen the, this documentary made about uh, exporting exporting Raymond to Russia, and that's on Netflix now. If you want to see that, yeah. it's a documentary about me going over there and helping the Russians turn my sitcom into Everybody Loves Kostya. Okay. And so the, um, Amex said, uh, we like the idea of you going places. I said, so does my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, what, do you, what would you like and I, uh, to do? And I said, uh, how about a show where I go around the world and I show you where to eat in an effort to get you to travel? Right. Amazing. Now, and they gave, me, they gave me a week in London. They said, do you know any famous chefs who could go with you for our purposes, Amex right. purposes? I said, you like Thomas Keller? Right. They said, well, Thomas Keller. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I went to London with right. Thomas Keller for a really? week. Really? Yes. Now, okay. the producer that we got, he wanted us to eat in, this is what they booked in a week. Right. 27 restaurants oh. in seven days. Right. Oh, That's more than breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sure. All of them, 90% of them, white tablecloth, oh. three-hour mm. French. Oh, wow. Based meals, yeah. I was, because it was Keller, right? Right. Because because they thought he would like that, right? He doesn't want to eat that way either no. all the time. Yeah, he wants to try a few because that's his field, obviously. But we were both dying yes. by the end. I can imagine. And wow. so I learned what not to do. <laughs> so in answer to your first question, yeah. what do you do when you go ten days? I'm eating maximum two meals a day mm -hmm. on camera. Right. Maybe a throw in like, oh, we're passing this pastry shop. You got to get in there. Right. Right. And grab that. And there's always room for serendipity. Right. Meet someone. They tell you, you know, where there's good chicken. Got to go over here. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. we, so we go. Right. That's, That's how good. we do it. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, I think, again, when we, we talk about the challenges of it, um, do you feel like when you're it's, – it's weird. I always say that, like, I want to create menus when yes. I'm hungry. Yes. Because like never shop when you're hungry, right, right, right. <laughs> but create man because you'll you'll, you'll you'll cook the food you want to eat yes. when you're hungry, right? Yes. Um, I would feel like in the same way when you're when you're doing a travel show like that, yeah. you're going to talk about the experience a little bit different when you're kind of hungry and really want it versus eating five meals a day in five it. hours. You want to be excited when the food comes, right? right. You want to say, oh yeah, instead of oh no, right? Uh, uh, so you know the do on dog food commercials, they starve the dog a little bit before he eats. Ooh, I've heard so that. so I'm the yeah. dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is excited when the food comes. Exactly. That's true. You don't have to ring a bell or anything, right? Just get, no, get, no. Get that sort of like comic blueberry pie sort yes. of uh, the aroma. And the way I'm not 300 pounds is I don't really eat until I'm 
on camera. Right. And even then, I don't finish everything because I can't. It's yeah. too much. Sure. And also, I have a crew who's right. looking at me like, like I would kill you for that. <laughs> like I'll have half. I that would kill you for that burger. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, and so I share it with them. That's how yeah. big is. So how big is the the crew that you travel with? We're like sixteen people. Oh, okay. This so is Netflix. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. like four K ultra high definition. A lot of equipment. It's it's a. Now it's a production. And it's also Phil Rosenthal. I feel like 10 <laughs> days is a lot for it's a, a production. It's a Right. It's a, lo- a luxury. Do you right? know what that includes? A day off oh at my the location. God. Oh, nice. So Dark I literally day. am vacation. Right. I, crazy. This is like – I was going to say when you sold this idea the first time and you had mentioned just could have as a sort of sidebar joke like, oh, it sounds like a scam, doesn't it? Like <laughs> the whole time you're pitching it or you're like, and then I'm just going to travel the world and eat whatever I want and go wherever I want. Doesn't that sound like a great idea? You know, my, my brother heard that I got the show. He goes, really? You get to do that? Yes. He goes, what are you going to call it? The Lucky Bastard? Right. <laughs> exactly. Dude, whoa. And that's yes. our production company. I think we have the spinoff. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's a production company. Yes. that's My, my brother, by the way, yeah. was a producer anyway. He right. produced all kinds of shows i said you be the producer now right you're not going to book me into 27 restaurants in seven days <laughs> right and we'll have right. fun oh he's my, my best friend and we go that's awesome. so i mean it's even more and the more i tell you about it the more you hate me no, i think no, because I it's never. so it's so it's so i'm so blessed right i'm so lucky i just i can't so can't basically tell you how when, great so when you wrote this um this script for the um the raymond show um, yep. where he goes to italy right yes um, at that point, there's no Tony Bourdain, Andrew Zimmerman. Like, is this this doesn't even really kind did of that, exist? Did he right? not exist in 2000? I mean, I mean, his book Bourdain. maybe it's was about the, there. Was it it's around. about around yeah, it. It's but yeah. uh, what was it called? The first one like, on Travel, mean, yeah, Travel, yeah, Travel Channel. Yeah, no remember he started by yeah. going to El Bui. Yeah. That was like the, the first, first show. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that That's because right. I had that was spent, excellent. I spent a little time at El Bui myself. Yes, as a sort of an apprentice. So that was kind of a special. It was one of the first times. I got to eat there. What did you th- mm. we ate so we ate okay. Yes, let's Quick talk list. about it. Our honeymoon meal. First yeah. meal as a married couple. Yeah. Albuli. That's a very good move. Very luck. Lucky, very, though. Like, yeah. we just literally sent the, you know, But you, know, you must have liked him after that. Yeah. Oh, well, you married you know, him before that. Him <laughs> exactly. I was kind of stuck. It, extended, but that's the, <laughs> it was a 10-year. The, the meal got us to 10 yeah. years for sure. <laughs> um, what did you think about your meal? When was it? I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, when was it? 2007 or 8, maybe? Okay. Does that sound right? Yeah. Same time. I yeah. think it was maybe the... Yeah, we're about the time we ate there. Yeah, Maybe exactly. a year before it closed. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Yep. Here's what I thought. You're getting about 36 courses. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Right? Uh-huh. A third of them were unforgettable, crazy, delicious, spectacular, innovative, wild, creative. Right. No, like best ever. A third. Mm-hmm. A third were very good. Right. And a third I didn't like. Yeah. That's... A third were were yeah. almost like an experiment that didn't work on me. Sure, did sure. You, did, I think that's honest. As a matter yeah. of fact, though, I think you might even be being kind. Like, I do feel like from our experience, I remember, like, everything's interesting. Everything's amazing. Everything's, everything's art. Dis- everything's a discussion. And nothing's yes. bad, right? Like, nothing's right. like, oh, Well, my God, here's the never. thing. Well, here's except a- for that, palm, that fist-sized oyster. Like, that well, you huge just, yeah, oyster. you don't like, like oysters. It was just, it was literally as big as my fist. I, she, I for a Florida girl, she do doesn't it. like oysters. I get it. Couldn't do it. But how about this? They say, do you do you like chocolate truffle I mm-hmm. love a chocolate truffle and they present you with a chocolate truffle mm-hmm. and then you bite it and it's oil of back black truffle it's right. a trick right. yes. yes yes but the trick the joke's on you right. <laughs> I don't right. like the joke on yeah. me right. if right. I'm paying a million dollars I like yeah. the joke on you yeah. or that we're in on the joke together this is true yeah. like this their best true. stuff mm-hmm. like, like here's a good trick here's the menu 
right? And it's gorgeous and it has like pressed flowers in it. It's like a, almost like this transparent uh, uh, parchment right. with yeah. pressed flowers in it and the menu's printed on it. And, and you, you read it and then they say, and now you may eat it. Eat what? Eat the menu. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because it's really cotton candy. Yes, yeah. that's that's great. And it's and it gorgeous and it's fun and it's a, what a wonderful surprise. Everything you want in one of these evenings out at the world's best Exactly. Restaurant. We had a friend, Omar Cantu, who's yeah. uh, no longer with us, but um, he would do the edible menu. But he would serve it to critics who said bad things about him. <laughs> and he would write on there, eat your word. He would, ser- yeah. he would oh, serve them a funny. copy of that's their funny. criticism and oh. have them eat their words, basically. Well, that's brilliant. That is, yeah. Yeah, yes. In a wise-assy sort of way, that's definitely that's brilliant. Um, brilliant. Do you feel like restaurants like that, El Bulli, certainly when we went there, that um, – uh, that that this the again the sort of glamour that's behind the operation uh, affects yes the flavor yes and the reputation and the and the how hard it is to you know sixty thousand requests I heard per mm. year for six thousand seats right. right so your odds of getting in so I felt like I literally won the lottery right and so we went and I was delighted for like I said a good third of it. Mm. It's a whole evening. It couldn't be situated in a more gorgeous place, right? right? You're looking well, at even them. even just to get there, right? Is to it, get there, uh, 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 one of our <laughs> troop had to throw up yeah. on the no, way. No, it is. It's a winding uh, yeah. canyon. Uh, it's a one-way corkscrew up a mountain for those of you who have not been to Rosas in yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. But I think the bottom line – tell me if you agree. The bottom line of a restaurant is that the food is delicious. Yes. And um, going back to what we were saying earlier, I think it took me a long time. It took some maturity for me to learn that because I do think, you know, being a cook is not very, you know, when when you're just a cook, it doesn't sound like a very noble thing. Uh Right. Um, And even when I started coming up, um, you know, uh, it was still just sort of like something you did because you weren't good at other things. Yeah. So that I think a lot of chefs like myself were trying to prove ourselves. You know, I'm. I didn't go to Hofstra. I lived. I came from Hempstead, right? So it's like yeah. I'm just trying to prove myself that I know this word, I know this technique, I have this tool, and it sort of becomes more about the artist than it does uh, the art, if you will. And uh, yes. sometimes it's easy to lose track of that. Of I think, course, as a cook or a chef. Well, we all want to express ourselves, right? And so you think when you express yourself that that's the that's so satisfying, right. and, it, and and look, I hope people love this. But a lot of times, people love what they love. <laughs> You know, it's uh, the middle of the podcast, and if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. It certainly confuses me, Jasmine, all the time. (laughs) Uh, All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing true price from, you guessed it, true car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your own home. And how do you know if true price is a great price? Because um, true car shows you what other people paid for that same car that you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some of these features are not available in all states. I love saying the not available in all states part. I always have true car. Hey guys, it's Caitlin Bristow with Off the Vine. Last year was so great and I'm kicking off the new year with a bang. I'm adding a mini episode each week. 
I'm going to answer your questions, take your confessions, and just so much more. So check out new episodes of Off the Vine every Tuesday and the new mini episodes starting Thursday, January 11th, exclusively at podcastone.com and the Podcast One app. Plus, remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. I'm interested in the parallel between, like, so the chef of an El Bulli, right, for yes. Andrea, and you as a creative, yeah. and someone who have, had this, um, has um, this amazing creative power right. and had this amazing television show. I don't know, but no, I, I mean, are I, you, I'm with you. Are you <laughs> no, I think there's a similarity. Like, yes. are you, at some point, it's just a hit show. Right, but now you're a couple seasons in. Mm-hmm. You have to put it's you. You have to put pressure on yourself to Absolutely continue to be right. a hit. Right? Absolutely right. I'll give you an example. Right. They wanted us to be hotter and sexier, hipper and edgier. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. So look at Ray Romano and me. Right. We're hotter and sexier. Right. That's who we are. There you go. Yeah. You were barking up the wrong tree, right. CBS. <laughs> this right. is not going to happen. Who in the cast would you like to see in a bathing suit? Right. It's not happening. Right. This is everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> So we did shows that could have been way more suggestive and even bordering on vulgar. Right. We were almost prompted to do it. They wanted it. Right. And we said, no, we're going to police ourselves. We're going to be our own standard bearers. We're going to – give uh, uh, the, we did a, an episode. I don't know how familiar you are with the show. We did an episode where – the, the Ray's mother goes to sculpture class and she makes a sculpture, a big sculpture of a part of the female anatomy. <laughs> right. It's what it looks like. Right. Right. Okay? We never said the word. Right. Because you can't – first of all, yeah, you can say clinically what that is. Sure. You can also say it on this pod. I mean if you, yes. you got to do it, that's fine. <laughs> but I think the audience knows what I'm talking about, right. a lower right. part of the female anatomy. Right. And it looked like that and and all we needed to do – was have one of the characters go kind of looks like and the audience waits looks like are they going to say what right and one whispered into the other's ear mm-hmm. that's all he did and by his face that's when the audience got it down right. the, now the audience is free to go to that place right think that thing right and then the rest of the show you never have to say it it's mm. just people are reacting to the thing. Right. So in other words, it's all in their minds. If children are watching, it goes right over their heads. Oh, yeah. And adults can enjoy it without – we thought it was almost like the comedic challenge. Right. You know, because like for you, for a chef, right. yes, you can make the burger. Right. Easy. Sure. But isn't it more clever to remind you of a burger in this dish and have all the satisfaction of the burger, but it's not a burger? Yes. That's what I mean. No, that makes it's, total so sense. So it's the same. Say it without saying it is better writing. Yeah. Right. Isn't it? Absolutely. You don't have to hit him over the head. You don't have to. But every show, you know, not every show, many shows, they come right out of the gate with the words. Right. Right out of the gate. You got nowhere to go. Right. And the audience is almost like bludgeoned by these these very obvious vulgar uh, things. It's not that I'm a prude. Right. I'm literally saying, take the harder road. Right. Well, it's also, I mean, something that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing stand-up, but I'm on yeah. the road. I'm doing lots of live presentations yes. and talks. Some of it is, is it's uh, maybe I'm a humorist, and it's just until like last year when I'm on the road, I realized that there's this 
this, this the empty space is kind of what you're saying, right? Like, yes. like when you do drop a joke, like yeah. you can't expect everyone to just explode all of the time. No, like there's no. It, it, there's there's a building and there's 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 humor in the empty space. Did you watch Letterman uh, this weekend? I this didn't, return? but I've heard, I've heard, I've heard. Yeah, Let me tell you how beautiful this is. Okay, Letterman, you know, pioneer, great, you know, legend. Mm-hmm. Now he has a show where he's on for the hour, but he is not constrained by commercial breaks. He's not constrained by having to finish that interview segment in four minutes and get as many jokes in as he can. Right. This is one guest, happens to be Barack Obama this right, week. Right, yeah. Pretty good. The first yeah, guest, right? He's his first guest, right? But he gets to expand as a human being right. with his brilliant thoughts and his brilliant feelings and his evolution as a person. Hmm. And you're seeing someone commercially unrestrained. Right. I mean, I think that that, I mean, uh, that's the joy well, of podcasting. Well, yes, well, that's like, right. You get to have a real discussion. It's and the beauty it's, of Netflix, too, right? I mean, yep. that idea of what they're doing now yep. is Freedom for the future. artist. Yeah. Freedom for the artist. They tell me our notes are suggestions. And we value the, the we want to support the artist's vision. Right. I said, who are you talking to? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Artist, right? Wow, look at that. They just so wait, mean, yeah. But when you say that, I mean, you really mean that, or is that just, just you being self-deprecating? Because you're 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 an, you're an artist, obviously. I don't think of myself as an artist. Do you That's... think of yourself as an artist? No, I don't. You're right. I, I think of myself as a, a lucky guy from from Hempstead who happens to be sitting across from you and 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 you know having a wonderful uh, lady in my life here, right? So I mean, I'm lucky. maybe if I was a painter, I'd think of myself as an artist. Yes. That's, or a that's... sculptor, but I think of myself as a comedy writer, right? Right, and a lucky bastard. <laughs> yes. So now, listen. With all of your success, when you're, do you even have to pitch anything at this point? Like, so when you're selling, here was the pitch uh, for this Netflix. show. Yeah, I'm exactly like Anthony Bourdain if he was afraid of everything. <laughs> <laughs> that was the pitch. Nice. That's it. Uh, right. And I want to go. I want to go around the world. And show you where to eat in an effort to get you to travel. Right. And hopefully I do it with some humor, which sets us apart from different shows. I'm, I'm the guy who watches Bourdain and I go, he's amazing. I'm never doing that. Right. I'm not going to Borneo and having tribesmen right. pound nails into my chest to make a tattoo. I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. So I figure I'm like the people on the couch watching. They see me, one of their couch mates, sure. get up there and they say, if that putz can go outside, maybe I can too. Amazing. So – just like on Raymond, we were trying to relate to our audience. We were taking the stories from real life. And so I feel like, not an actor, but really, the guy just like you, I think. I think. Right. There's a, certainly a lot of people like Bourdain, too, who are very adventurous and 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 kite surf and do all that. Yeah. And jump well, out of I mean, and bungee jump. I'm not know, doing it. Yeah, he's he's sort of borderline, you know, in a political sort of situation right now. Like where he's he, the places he's going I think are really to sort of yeah. open up at, you know Well now after I eighteen years yeah. I think he's evolved into a journalist. Right. Exactly. You know, he's the top show on CNN. He's right. a journalist for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. And the food is you know, it's there and that's his expertise and it's always going to be there. Right. He does know I mean here's what here's what we have in common. We can talk to people over food. Right. right. Which That's is what we all have in common. This, this is what we were saying earlier. Absolutely. So, but you didn't have to pitch. Like you, you weren't in a pitch meeting, right? I'm assuming this is just a text message that you sent. And they were like, greenlit. No, good. no, no. It's <laughs> never like that. Well, you know, I did the show on PBS. Right. Uh, and Netflix saw it and, and wanted me there. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, so that was almost like, wouldn't say so, an audition, but. No, you were recruited. 
Nice. That's kind of that's amazing. Now, um, who gets to choose? I'm assuming you. Who got to choose the cities? Because the yeah. cities on the season of the show are it's a wide range. Yeah. Like I right. mean, did you just have a map out and you throw? Well, some if darts I'm trying or? to get the Mr. and Mrs. America who don't who don't uh, have a passport to travel, I'm mm-hmm. starting with Earth's Greatest Hits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm doing the most the things the cities I feel are accessible, where most people speak English, right. where you'll have a hotel and a bed. Right. You don't have to worry. That you're not, we're not going in the wild, in the jungle, uh-huh. mainly yeah. because I would die there anyway. <laughs> but, but, you know, don't be afraid. That's, yeah. you know, don't be afraid. Look how wonderful it is. So you got to, you, you, those are sure. your greatest hits as yeah. well, right? Well, I did the six before. Right. And those were even more famous. Okay. Because I did Florence, Barcelona, Paris, and now. So one, one more step. There's still, there's no shortage of greatest hits, by the way. <laughs> right. I think we'll be able to, if we, if we're lucky enough, what, to keep going. Yeah. What is the um? What, do you the think, six? These six? No, these six. I know. Yeah. Is it? Is which ones were? I'm just curious from even like the the ratings sort of metrics. Yes. Like, do the international ones work better than the domestic cities, or how does? I do one uh, domestic city out of six. Okay. I feel that I want you to travel, really travel. Right. And yet, I also understand that we can't all afford to travel overseas. So, the other message is, you could travel in your hometown. You can travel in your country. Right. You go to New Orleans. That's the most European, I think, of cities mm. in in America, oh, so with all the yeah, French right. and and Haitian and African influences, and and it's it's a celebration of America. I have a confession to make. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, again, when I was this super pretentious, like fine dining kid learning how to yeah. cook, and I was working for Keller, and it was like New Orleans food. Oh, there was always something about it that I felt like was like, oh, it's just like you know, it's just sloppy, delicious food. Now yes. I, that's why I love it. You love it. But but there was a lo- for the longest time, I just had an issue with New Orleans food. I don't know yes. why. And it's, it's very like, heavy. I mean, the motto in New Orleans motto should be New Orleans. We're trying to kill you, <laughs> right? Right. But yeah. it is. Do you like soft spice delicious. and oceanic flavors? I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think the only way to beat New Orleans, and by beat it meaning where you don't gain a hundred pounds, mm-hmm. you have to move there, right? So that you don't feel compelled to stuff all their greatest hits within the weekend That's or the right. week. That's yeah. right. Or even the month. You would feel compelled to have po'boys and 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 muffalettas and and the rich heavy uh, brunches and the the drinking and the you yes. want to do it. That's, That's why right. you go, but <laughs> you'll die right if you do it too much. Now you're I obviously. Uh, I'm going to go sideways here. You're yeah. obviously fit. Like you look great. So like when you're on, when you're doing the show and your job is to eat. I look great on radio. Yeah. No. You. <laughs> We're going to take a picture, too. Um, like, and how much does that play into, like, when now you're eating and your job is to eat. And, like, you're, you're doing it. Like, you're going to have to eat three meals in this day or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I work out every day. I do something every day. Some okay. exercise every day. And I, I have the thing in my pocket that tells me, you, you, you want to get to 90 minutes of doing something today. You right. want to, even if it's just walking, I'll go on the elliptical. If I have an extra half hour, watch TV while I'm on the elliptical. Right. I want to get that time in. I just feel like, you know, a little bit obsessive about it that I should do that. Yeah. Well, so I it makes the eating experience more enjoyable, right? But you if know, you... as you get older, you're a young man still. I find that your metabolism slows down. Mm-hmm. And so the exercise really doesn't make a dent in your, in your uh, physique. 
You need to watch what you eat. You called me a young man, but I'm starting to realize that it is. You know, I mean, whatever they say, at a point it catches up to you. I mean, that's right. All the food you've eaten probably your whole life catches up to you, and you're. It's true. (laughs) It's true. Are you doing any of the? So um, you're kind of choosing your favorite cities. Are you also? Involved in the like pre-production scouting the locations. Absolutely, you leave and you leave X amount of percentage for places you said serendipity exactly. to find. Right, exactly. And, and so we all have this power. We all have the device in our pockets that we can use to research. So I do that. I do that months in advance. I'm looking for best place to eat in Lisbon, and then I'll send it to the production company. I say, we want to check this out. You want to see if it's if it's really any good. Right. And then and then uh, they're doing research because they have people on the ground because it's Z. PZ Productions, they also do Bourdain. Right. Okay. So they have this wealth of knowledge. That's why I picked them. Yeah. Because they know what they're doing. I didn't know. I'm right. just starting out. I'm just the guy. So I get all their info. I hear what the hot new things are. I hear what the trends are. I hear what they're famous for. I get to review everything, and I then I do get to choose. Right. To, no, th- because I'm making a television show. Nice. That I know how to do. Right. So yeah. you, you get a long list of locations. You go through them and sort of uh, filter through the ones that you're going to visit. Because in a way, it's almost like a, it's almost like a sitcom. Oh, oh, I want to hear about you this. See? What because are the similarities? The similarities are I understand who I am. I understand how I come off, I think. I'm not acting, but I know what I'm afraid of. I know that I come off a certain way. And when I look at myself on camera, I'm able to actually egolessly look at that guy as a character. Right. And then start figuring it out. You know what would be funny to do to that guy? Right. (laughs) Nice. Right? Put him with elephants. Right. Because I know I haven't been next to an elephant since I'm six years old in the Bronx Zoo. Right. I, what do I know from elephants? And sure enough, that segment came out pretty good. Wow. Because uh, I'll let you see it. Yeah. I won't say no, no, what happens. Don't binge. Don't binge. You'll hurt yourself. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the kids today with the binging. It's a lot. It's true. What, it's true. We spend months on every episode. Yeah, and you can you, watch one, one a day. Night, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Every, they blast through your thing. They, they told me, your show's going to go on at midnight on Thursday night. By the time you wake up in the morning, you're going to see tweets from people who've watched the whole thing. I know. That they're like Netflix uh, uh, addicts yes. who, who want to be – and they want to be the first to watch a whole series to and to yeah. report on it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But well, doesn't like, it all – I'm asking you, the listener, doesn't it all blend together? How do you keep everything separate in your mind? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you know that that was Lisbon? or Bangkok (laughs) at the end of the day when all is said and done. Yeah. Hmm. I I have to admit that I'm sort of the binger. And and most of it's because I'm on a lot of planes. But what do you need this? Like, but why do you need to binge this show? There's no cliffhanger. Oh, I wonder if he throws up in the (laughs) next episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can promise you, you, I can tell you that, spoiler alert, I'm going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) You fall in love with the talent. You fall in love with the theme. And like, you just sort of get lost in that world of uh, hanging out with Phil, right? Oh, well, that's nice. So are, you know, how much of the show... Obviously, there's some sort of writing process that goes into even a travel doc. Like, are you just are you writing, writing an outline? Right, you're okay. writing an outline. Here's here's here are the places we want to hit. We always have too many. We have to cut some before we even start shooting. Okay. there's too many. And did I pick the right ones? I don't know. Could one have been better? I don't know. But I will tell you that we overshoot also. Ten days, mm, one okay. hour. Right. Ten days down to one hour. Amazing. And th- even if even if I'm not on camera. For 10 solid days, the cameras are always working. They're picking up the cooking of the stuff. They're picking up the scenery. 
right? right? They're picking up people's faces on the street. All stuff that we're going to cut in to make it an entertaining hour. Yeah. It's and that ca- takes there's, time. There's not enough, and there's not enough time. I it's mean, a movie. Someone with the reality show background that I have, like the, like you're saying, the, cam- the cameras are on the yes. whole day long. Yes. And here's a 42-minute show, a one-hour show. It, it's impossible to sort of keep it um, – all going. What? How do you work? How How do you deal with, especially someone who's around, you know, great talent and actors and writers all of the yeah. time, when you're in that local restaurant, and here's a place that's never been on television before. Um, how is like? There's some nuance there when it's like, oh hey, here's a chef who's never been in front of a camera, and they're going to yes. show me how to make this dish. Yes. Um, how do you get around, uh, or how do you work that into your into the process? Everyone is different, right? And everyone is different when when you're confronted with their personality. You you want to have chemistry, right. obviously. You don't click with everybody. Some people they see the camera, they freeze up, and they're not who they are. Right. Some people are more natural. Some people are, uh, I don't know. Some things work and some things don't. Right. The ones that don't work, I'm not putting in the show. There you go. Right. There you go. <laughs> That's how it is. Yes. Right? Or if something worked but it just wasn't as good as the next thing, sorry. Are That's some, what happens. Are there, were there some moments uh, in this season that just because time, not because yes. just that, like, they, they didn't yes. make the cut that you and wish, hoping, oh, wow, this would be another great 15 minutes yes, right here? Yes, I'm hoping we get uh, uh, an, an a platform for deleted scenes. Yeah, that's I amazing. hope we get to have that because there is a lot of worthwhile stuff that we just don't have for time. I think we need like the digital augmented reality app for your show, oh, so yeah. that we can kind of follow you and maybe even go to the, the places that you, we don't get to see you on the show. Yeah, we right. can take it to Lisbon. We can take it to Tel Aviv and kind of walk around and sort of. I want to do that. Follow so, Phil. Somebody, someone follow tweeted. Phil. Although that could, <laughs> yeah. that sounds dangerous. It could be yeah. dangerous. Um, somebody tweeted a uh, great idea to me. People should watch the show with their Google app open, their Google Maps app open, so that when we name a place, you type it in there, and then you have it. Yeah. So that's that's a way for you to instantly keep a record of where we're going. But we can also uh, eventually, I think maybe on my Facebook page, they told me Netflix, that would be the best place to do it, compile the list of everywhere we went. Right. And even the hotels we liked and even the sites that we liked, not just the food. So, so that, that you have a vacation. Yeah. yeah. So on that, what's the, the best bite you had then? Like, Oh, God. I know it's hard. There's oh, so many. I know. That is. That's, I mean, but if you had to say it. You know, you know what cow soy is? Yes. Oh. She, that's her favorite, her favorite meal. Soy. So yes. I wish you were with me. Northern, Northern Thailand. Sort of new you were there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> in spirit, yes, but no. I've only only. Okay, so in the we're States, gonna we're, yeah. so we're gonna talk about where your favorite cow soy is here Perfect. is in L.A. because I I need to find it. Okay, because this is what happened to me. Ian Kidichai took me to Northern Thailand. Okay, yes, he took me to his favorite cow soy place. I didn't know what cow soy was. Can I tell the people? Yeah, please. please. Yes, big bowl of coconut curry mm. soup. Delicious. Yeah, big pieces of chicken. Whole drumstick, maybe a whole thigh, also, uh, maybe even some breast meat over fresh pasta. Yes, I say pasta on purpose. Yeah, because yeah. these are fresh noodles, noodles that are yeah. you you if you pull them out and put them on an Italian plate, you wouldn't know the difference. Exactly. I mean, these yeah. are just fresh, delicious egg noodles. Yep. Then pickled mustard greens go in there, chilies go in there, shallots, onions, right? Yeah. Am I, tell yeah. me if I leave anything no, out. Yeah, that's, no, it. that's it. You're going well. And then crispy noodles on top. Yes. So you're, all the things are going. 
All the textures are going. Yes, all the flavors are going. Yeah. Maybe the most well-balanced bowl of anything. I agree. Right? <laughs> I mean, it hits all, it clicks every box, doesn't it? It does. And yeah. I think definitely also it's like it's a like it's a great dish for an American, right? Because you're drawing yeah. a lot of these like, oh, there's a similarity. It's got pasta in it. And yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's approachable. It's not, a, it's not a scary dish at all. Right. No, no. Yes. And you can either get it with, with uh, chicken in it. Uh, and this place also had a whole beef one. Right. Oh. Which was everything that I described except beef instead of chicken. And then I've been to places where there's pork. Also, you can even have a tofu one. Whatever it is. Yeah. This is one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. Nice. A giant bowl of this would, would feed three people a dollar. Wow. wow. See, that's See, where if you want the chicken and the beef, a dollar fifty. Because he's running a deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. And also, I'm not going to embarrass you, Jasmine, but Jasmine's yeah. an extra crispy noodles girl. Oh, my gosh. I like, like, I yeah. like crispy noodles. You got to go oh, it's for the texture. Yeah, All right. Yeah, so tell know. me your favorites now well, in L.A. Because okay, now, LA, since I've come back, I'm yeah. like going around. I got well, a couple. In L.A., I, have, I haven't yeah. found it. Oh! Because we live a little north of San Diego. So we're kind of in between. We're a little south of Orange County. We live on the five You slept here to do this? You slept to L.A. to do We do. Well, for you. Sometimes... You know, For certain yeah. folks, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a little place down in Solana Beach that I like. So, and it's got great calcium. And I've been lucky enough to be been to Thailand and had some too. So it is a, it is have, delicious. We should go. I've had calcium there? there. Yeah. Huh. Very, and you good. go to places and it's good. It's fine. It's right. like, it's almost like uh, pizza. Even the bad one is still pretty good. Yes, that's that's it's better true. than not right. having. It, I feel right? like that might yes. be even more true of calcium than pizza. Right. But how much? I mean, you know, you're doing a travel show. How much of it is it that you're just you're in this amazing place like you said you're getting up to northern thailand yeah you're in this guy's little little Ooh, magical spot right yeah. exactly and and how much of that adds into the, the what you're eating the allure it, of how can you ever recreate that in a little place it certainly in LA? does can you? but when it's that delicious it's undeniable remember i just said mm. i can't finish everything right i ate the entire bowl of chicken and then the entire bowl of beef nice oh that's impressive you didn't eat again that day i'm guessing. no but yeah. it was so good here's the real test we went back oh, yeah. on our off camera wow. on the way to the airport. We were not leaving without having that again. Well, and right. there's been a few moments like that where we're, we're, there's always one per city. We are going back there. Well, you're because gonna have to it's sell, awesome. Tell us where that location is yeah. uh, we'll so we can uh, put yeah. that up. Oh, in, in Chiang Mai? GPS. Yeah. I think <clears throat> I get it for you. It's, we'll a, it's, it. it's, it's not easy. Okay. But in LA, I want to yeah. tout uh, Love to Eat Thai, L U V. Number two, right? Yes. Eat Thai, <laughs> yes. yes, because they're hip, cool. Yes. And then uh, in the valley, there's actually a place called Khao Soy. Huh. That's the name of the place. Uh, and damn, if that Khao Soy it. isn't, I think that might be the I best feel like one. That wow. meeting, that pitch huh. meeting too, was just like, call it what it is. You got <laughs> it. We have the best Khao Soy. You We're got it. Call it Khao yes. Soy. That's right. Yeah, it's way to do around. it. It's it's great. Uh, me, yeah. Um, Quick little turn here. How do you feel now about the fact that, like, obviously you're into food and it's something that you're really passionate about? The sort of, um, I don't want to say infiltration makes it sound bad, but yeah. um, so many people in Hollywood now sort of entering the food space. As a chef, this is sort of like yeah. something that we talk about a lot. How yeah. these shows used to be, maybe not the travel doc shows, but there's a lot of celebrities who now are on uh, the Food Channel, Food Network, whatever it is, and yeah. they have a show cooking breakfast because. You know, I want to say like to them, breakfast. I want to say to them, <laughs> stay out of my lane. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Because I, I can hurt you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You see how tough I am. Right. I, well, you're right. You're right. But you're in it. But, that, you know, <laughs> the question is always like, are they in it or is this just someone in a, in a meeting that's like, hey, you know what would be really good? 
Uh, I know you like to eat lunch. Um, you should go do a show where you're cooking, uh, you know, sandwiches. Well, uh, and is there a difference between cooking and eating, right? I mean, there is. Everybody eats. There so is. Everybody yes. has, a, has a voice for that. You That's know? right. It's like people, everybody everyone's an expert in television. Because <laughs> <laughs> they all watch. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is it's scary the same. to yeah. think of, but it that is, is exactly that is. true. Yeah. You get I, a lot of opinions. I yeah. almost think about it like, um, uh, and obviously you're an, you, you would be an expert opinion on this, is like, was there a moment when sort of like, you know, scripted sitcoms or whatever, like where scripted work went to reality and like sort of the influx of reality television. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember at the time we and were going, this is the end of everything. Okay, right. No, this um, – Yeah. And, and they're being – Remember – do you remember when uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire came yes. out? Yeah. And they extended it to five days a week right. on the – I'm right. like, you're killing the golden goose. Right. Yes, yeah. it's a hit yeah. once, twice a week. You're now making it five days – and sure enough – Right. Went away. But when we started seeing the reality shows take real estate away from sitcoms and dramas on television, we thought this is the end of the world. Wow. Wow. And now it's flipped back around. I I feel like now we're in a gold I feel like are we we're in a golden age. Certainly a golden age of drama. Right. Yeah, right. And 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 Netflix and and uh, all the cable channels. Right. Right. Yeah. They really uh, helped because now you could do in fact they got the movie people who used to make dramas, it used to be where you could go to the theater and see a drama about people right now those are three a year yeah. in the movie theater right right yeah and the cable stations hbo netflix that's where the great work is happening mm-hmm. that's where the great writers are going yep. and, and if the great writers are going there here comes the great actors yeah. right right mm-hmm. and yeah, great directors totally. and now you can get ready for um you know i'm sure it's already happening but the moment where someone's gonna do all of the everybody loves raymond there's the whole thing in like, you know, a week. Oh, like binge it, binge watch it. <laughs> right? I mean, Good luck to you. Yeah, that's right? 210 that's episodes. Like right. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's, 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 if it's not happening already, it's going to happen, right? I mean, because everything yes. is sort of getting its, like, uh, you know, yeah. a, a, another turn almost. And yeah. it seems yeah. like that's where we're, where we're at for sure. Yeah. Um, Phil Rosenthal, thank you so much for I hanging out with us. Wait, with we, like, we like playing a couple of games at the end of the episode. Are Uh-oh. you down to. Uh, Play a couple games. They're, they're real easy. <laughs> Does this involve my pants? Um, no. <laughs> okay, good. Not. I don't Thank think God. so. Jasmine usually writes the questions. <laughs> so, okay. Um, Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna, this, is, this is a game that we play with our kids, um, and we like to call it Would You Rather. So it's pretty, ah. simple, pretty simple game. Yeah. Um, we ask you a question, and would you rather do this or would you rather do that? Oh, okay. Very easy. All right. Yes. So here we go. Phil Rosenthal. Would you rather Netflix and chill or PBS and a nice bottle of Bordeaux? Oh, Netflix and Phil. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, meow, 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 meow. I got to drop in the, the, the reggae uh, sounds. Yeah, Netflix and Phil. It's actually, the hash- sure. it's actually my hashtag, hashtag now. Yeah, so yeah. way to also drop the That's hashtag. Well, it, you may set me up. Yeah, 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 I did set you up, and uh, you're pretty clever. So there we go. Okay, uh, would you rather, um, if you had to only do one, so post or pre-production on a television show? Oh, Post. Post, of course, because yes. that's kind of where it like that's where you're right. Life, right in a documentary series. That's where the writing is. Oh, so I you like see this you're too. putting it together. Right, you're actually the things you're including and the things you're leaving out actually form almost like a script right. of what your theme is for the show. Mm-hmm. You see, from a uh, you want to make a nice beginning, middle, and end, so it goes somewhere. Right. That happens in post production. Right. Sometimes you don't know what you have until you start monkeying with it in the editing have there been some shows where you're like you didn't think you had a great episode and then like in post you're like oh my god this is my favorite always nice always only always and in in the scripted world then it's it's the opposite generally speaking yes you hopefully you've written right uh, beforehand a script yes yes but then then in editing that's the final draft right amazing okay um would you rather green room snacks 
Or the craft service table. Craft service table. Oh, nice. Well, now we got to go a little deeper into sure. that one. I have. You, What's your craft service table like? You, yeah. you have a ritual, or okay, or, you're okay. talking to somebody who cared about <laughs> this a lot. Yes. So we were, you know, infamous for having the best craft service in town. Wow. I mean, this was now. Now, if you want to get into philosophy, sure, please. The only way you can show love to the people who work with you and for you once you have your own show is. Hopefully you're nice to them and hopefully they get paid a living wage mm. and hopefully the work is good. But beyond that, how else do you show these people, these strangers who are joining you, that you care about them? What if the food on the craft service table was really good? Yeah. yeah. Now you come up to the craft service table. What are these cinnamon buns? Oh, my God. They're warm. Where are they from? They're from Ann Sather's in Chicago. Right. What? Yeah. <laughs> you turn to me and you go, who you never met before, and you go, can you believe this? And I say, wow, this is really good. And right away we're talking yeah. and it's about something nice and we're bonding. And that's right. how you make a family. Food keeps us together. It's a great connector. Yeah. 100%. So we did this. We had deli flown in from New York. We had yes. uh, once a year stone crab claws from Florida and covered the tables with newspaper and got the hammers from the shop and yes. went to town <laughs> in the writer's room. Pretty good. Yes. Yeah. People loved it. It engenders high. loyalty. It engenders happiness. It makes everybody a family. This is true. I mean, in the restaurant, makes the world, work better. We call it family meal. And, you got and, it. And, the, and the, the craft service table is kind of like where the family exactly right. Yeah. Everybody congregates in between. And when you have a spare second, you're going over that table. That's true. That's true. You have to. You do have to be careful because it is like uh, you, you know, get fat. Uh, first class yeah. snacks yeah. on an airplane. That's right. like you can yes. just keep going back to yes. the well whenever you and want. The, and this is free. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, you know what? I haven't had Fruit Loops in 30 years, <laughs> but I'm going to have them every morning for the next 40 days. Okay. Uh, this one's a little personal, and uh, I have no bias here. But would you rather watch Top Chef or Master Chef? Top Chef. Okay, there we go. Uh, I've been on both. That's fine. The, the, the answer's good. Uh, on a plane, would you rather watch movies on a plane or get work done? Oh, movies. I can't work on a plane. I mean, I, I've reached a point where I can't do anything except yes. like watch a movie. Watch a movie, plane. fall asleep during the movie. There you go. That's okay. my favorite thing. Nice. <laughs> Um, I've actually been flying so much that I've seen uh, – I mean this is only on Delta flights. But I've seen every movie that's on like this one round of like whatever Delta's in. Which you know what's is, sad is – good and sad at the same uh, time. Uh, Netflix doesn't have a deal yet with the plane. Oh, my God. Right, so you, yeah. my show seems perfect for a plane. Totally. Yeah. No, it yes. is because it's about travel. Yeah. It, it, uh, maybe eventually. Yeah. I don't um, know. Yeah. Keeping it on the uh, travel tip. So this is my favorite one of the day. Phil Rosenthal, would you rather arm wrestle Andrew Zimmerman or leg wrestle Tony Bourdain? <laughs> For basically king of the travel doc world, basically. Wow. Is, yeah. Well, I, I I think that Anthony Bourdain could kill me. Oh, yeah. okay. He's strong, it's and he also so. If I'm not mistaken, judo expert. I oh, that's so. right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I only an you're idiot would leg wrestle a, a, a Bourdain, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. So uh, you're going to arm wrestle Andrew Zimmerman. He'll kill me too. Yeah. No, I, I think that's going to be <laughs> closer kindness. than you think. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> no, both of I love guys. them both. Yeah. yeah, they're amazing, aren't they? Yep. They're, it's a, it's a nice. Uh, I mean, you, but that's it. That you, you're like uh, on top of the heap with those guys. I would like to see that the three of you guys. We should create a competition show. Like a sort of like Amazing Race style where you and Bourdain and Zimmerman have to like compete traveling around the world. We can uh, cut to the chase. I lost. <laughs> Self-deprecating. Uh, Phil, at the end of the show, also we ask yes. uh, our guests, 86 One Thing. It's 86. 86 is a restaurant term meaning yes, we're, yes, done with we're it, out, out of it. it. Uh, something you're totally over. It could be something silly. It could In be the food world? Any part of the world you want. We've had. Uh, you know, I thought about this. There, oh, there's a, there's a, a, a term, you'll know it, and it may not bother you as much as it bothers me. But you could be in a romantic restaurant, you could have the most 
romantic candlelight atmosphere, beautiful music, beautiful person that you're with. And if the server says to you, choice of protein, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Don't say that. There's no less romantic term in the food world than choice oh. of protein. No, but it would make a great meme and there's it's a good it would be a good band name. Like but like this is how creative you are that that's actually inspiring but what a great yeah. 86. That's a good one. Yeah. It's so telling. It is. Whether it's on a menu or Do you feel that way? I do agree with you 100%. A, why say that? Right. This we're trying to we're trying to be transporting, right? Right. We're trying to say, you know, wagyu beef. Right. You can, right. You can <laughs> right. describe Jidori, the protein. Jidori chicken. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, line caught. Yeah. Wild right. Atlantic and salmon. And that's for a very romantic and poetic. But yes. you could also just say beef or chicken. And but it's, it's also even that the, is better than right, choice of I mean. protein. You've now taken this thing that we love and turned it into protein. I agree. Why not call it soylent green? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're, eating, we're on the same page, people. people. We are. Yeah. Phil Rosenthal, thank you so much. Hey, everyone, thank you so much for listening to us. Do us a favor. Go to Podcast One or head on over to Apple Podcasts. Uh, hit subscribe. Uh, do us a favor. Take the 60 seconds that it takes to also write a review. We're at five stars, which we're really proud of. So, um, you know, we'll now don't go over there and, like, oh, do a 4.5 star. Yeah. Don't try and ding it don't just to that. be that person. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And until then, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, it's Rob Riggle. And Sarah Tiana. And you are listening to Riggle's Pick. Yeah, and a ham horn, and uh, we have a new <laughs> podcast. You can find our show exclusively on the Podcast One app on podcastonesports.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Every Thursday, we're going to sit around and we're going to talk about the things that really excite us, like life, comedy, sports, a lot of sports. Um, Ourselves. A, a lot of Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you join us.